welcome to the Millennial Career Playbook's company interview series, which focuses on corporate cultures worth knowing about if you're a job-seeking millennial or simply enjoy working in millennial-friendly environments. This series offers you company-specific information you won't find anywhere else, helping you decide if a particular firm is a great fit for you, and also offering you tips on how to most effectively land a job with the company. I'm Debbie Woldrich, CEO of outsource training company TTC Innovations, which specializes in providing corporations with customized millennial-focused training solutions. Hosting this series with me is best-selling author Haya Bender, whose credits include five dummies books and a complete idiot's guide, and articles for the New York Times. Please frequently visit our The Millennial Career Playbook website at tmcpb.com, as we're always adding new interviews and other content. Joining Hi and I today is Kay Pierce, Human Resources Director for David Weekly Homes, the largest privately held home builder in America. Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and the role that you play at David Weekly Homes? Yes, I work in our people department, which for other companies, you know, might be human resources, but we, we like to refer to it here as our people team, and we look at ourselves as really a department that services all of our team members that work here from, you know, pretty much any aspect with payroll benefits, training, wellness, those types of things. I've been with the company for a little over 11 years and serve as our, our HR director, but really, like I said, we're in very much a service role in partnering with our team members um, just to make it a great place to work. So it, make, it makes my job a lot of fun <laughs> and, and rewarding at the same time. Can you explain to our audience what David Weekly Homes does? We are a, we're a home builder here in, in the U.S., and we're in about, I think, approximately 18 different markets right now and expanding. We've been in business for about, for almost, we're working on almost 40 years, and we're a privately held home builder. Just, you know, really in, in the business of, of obviously building homes, but I think one of the, the important things is that we're trying to, to make, really make a difference in the world with the things that we do, that, are, that we allow our team members to do that work here. So it's kind of going even beyond what our what our basic premise is, but to, to stretch that and, and really make an impact on our community and society. David Weekly Homes is the largest private home builder in America. Is that accurate? Yes, that is correct. Is that something that people take special pride in being a part of? Absolutely. I definitely think that there's a large sense of pride and loyalty to the company because we make certain that we put our team members first and they tell us that through through the fortune surveys that we've heard, through surveys that we do internally. I've worked for other companies and it's just refreshing to me to see when we when we see, you know, I'm proud to work um, for David Weekly Homes and it's at such a high favorable rate. Um, it'll be, you know, in the high, you know, 90, 98% or 96%, very, very high. And so, I, th I think that, that that really resonates with people that work here. They're happy to work here. They want their family and friends to work here. <laughs> we have homeowners that want to work here because of the process that they've gone through, that they, they're, they're so excited. They want to be a part of this, too. There, there's definitely that excitement around wanting to be a part of something special. I'm honored. I, I'm, personally, I'm honored just to, to work here, too, because it, it makes my job, even in human resources, fun and easy in a lot of ways because I don't have to sell something I don't believe in. I truly believe in who we are and, and what we stand for, and it, it's just an honor. Is there any 
significance you might speak to in the sense that the name of the company is David Weekly Homes versus David Weekly Houses or David Weekly Buildings. Absolutely. I think that's a good point. We, we don't refer to them as houses <laughs> um, or buildings. We do refer to them as homes because we do realize that that's probably one of the, the biggest and, and largest investments an, an individual might make. And so it, it needs to go beyond just the process of buying a home. It's the process of building their dream, making memories in those homes, and making certain that we take care of them. Because when you build a home with us, you are becoming part of our weekly family. So there is a strong significance around why we use the word home versus versus any other any other description. So what are some of the things that make David Weekly Homes such a popular company for millennials? When, the more I learn about millennials, it seems like they're definitely looking for something more than just a place to come and work. And I think that our company, David Weekly Homes, really delivers that. I think we're a great company to work for because we offer rewarding jobs and you know, exceptional benefits and opportunities for growth and enrichment and things like that. But the real difference that we offer is found in our culture. Our culture is one of those that probably is the number one reason that potential candidates seek employment with us, millennials and others. <laughs> it's something that we've worked very hard at over the years and we've nurtured and we definitely don't take the culture for granted. It's one of the, it's kind of I like to say sometimes it's our secret sauce, but there's not a lot of secrets in it. It's just that we work very hard at maintaining that culture. When we talk to team members and interview them, we realize that's the one thing that really kind of makes us different from other companies out there. Part of our culture is that we believe in putting our team members first and just making sure that we create an environment that allows our team members to explore their highest potential here. And can you talk a little bit more about what are some of the things that make up that culture aside from putting the team first? It's, I can't say it's any one particular thing, but a lot of it is in how we interact with our team members. When we look at our purpose for the company, our purpose is to build dreams and enhance lives, of, and we put it in a certain order. It's our team, our customers, and our community. And we walk the walk and talk the talk in terms of putting our team members first because we try to make sure that we provide them with an environment of relationships with managers and team members that care about them, that care about them beyond just the work that they do for us. They care about them as a person and the things that go on in their lives. And I think when you hear about why people leave companies, <laughs> everything you read, you know, it's, it's usually the number one reason is maybe they leave you know, who they work for because of their, that relationship. And I think a lot of the reasons that people stay here are because of the relationships they've built with their managers and the people, again, the people around them. But I do think that there's a genuineness and authenticity of the people that we hire that work here that does make a difference. But formally speaking, we do have a lot of things in place that really support that culture. Mm -hmm. I'll give you some examples. More broad-based broad would be our growth reviews, and we have those on a quarterly basis. Very similar to a lot of companies, maybe call them performance reviews, things of that nature, but we look at them as more a forward-thinking tool, and so we look at the results as they are in terms of any type of quantitative or qualitative results, but we also look forward to the growth and development of our team members, and we've incorporated what's called basically a personal development plan. The team members have the option to collaborate with their manager on that personal development plan to take their growth and enrichment up to another level. 
so that could have been incorporated as a piece of that. And, and like I said, we do that on a quarterly basis. But beyond that, if you take it down a little bit further to the day-to-day, -day, one of the things when I think about millennials, they value communication and feedback. I think everyone values that um, to some degree, but I think that's important to millennials. And something that we've had for quite some time is what we call planned encounters. And there are planned and scheduled meetings. They're either on a weekly basis or maybe a bi-monthly basis. It just depends on the frequency determined by the team member and their manager. Basically, it's a meeting that we set up where it's the team member's agenda. They come into that meeting and can talk about anything that they'd like to talk about. It's the project that they're working on or it's something that they're interested in getting involved in or more training that they're needing or training that they're interested in or training that they're interested in, in providing even. Um, it's completely their agenda. And that really allows that one-on-one -on -one time. So it's, it's a little bit more in-depth than a traditional growth review. It's going to go a little bit deeper and it's much more frequent and it's planned. We make sure that it's specific and it's about that team member and about that time spent with them. And it's uninterrupted time that they get to invest in finding out about what's going on in their lives as well. So a little, a little more purposeful, making sure that, that those relationships are established and nurtured. Because we realize if we don't make that happen, time's just going to fly by. <laughs> and before long, you know, six months, a year passes, and we haven't had those conversations, and we haven't made sure that the communication and, and feedback is free-flowing. Yeah, that's very helpful. Can you please keep going in that vein and, and provide uh, additional examples? Sure. Probably a lot of companies feel this way too, but we feel very, very strongly about making certain that our, our team members have continually are learning. We provide excellent training on the forefront when we hire someone and bring them in and we continue that in that vein while they're with us, but we also allow them to get outside training, allow them to participate in a wide variety of things like that so that they can better their skill, hone their skill if they're looking to maybe move into a different area or something like that or advance further. We're definitely working and partnering with them to make sure that they're getting what they need. Do you have anything in terms of mentorship programs? We do. We do. We actually have both an informal and a very formal mentorship program. The informal would be we establish when we hire new team members, we set up a couple of things for them. We try to set up one list of go-to people, of people that are experts in what they do so that they know who to contact readily. But then we also assign them just an informal mentor to help them, somebody outside of their relationship with their manager and maybe their coworkers. It's someone who can also give them some additional perspectives and also allow them to have a a sounding board if they need one. On the, uh, on the flip side, we have a more formal mentorship program. We specifically handpick who is going to mentor the individual and there are specific parameters and timeframes that they have to meet. So even if perhaps one is in Denver and the other is in Florida, in one of our markets in Florida, they have to establish at least two face-to-face -face meetings throughout the year. Um, in addition to monthly calls, and within those calls, we have specific items that we want them to cover. We have it set up and established with guidelines so that we make sure that, that those happen and that, that they're hitting the right topics and covering those areas. And then our my direct manager, our VP of, of HR, um, he manages that formal process to make sure that the conversations are happening. And we have such great support for our CEO that 
he feels that that's very important. I think if you don't have that support from the top, a lot of the things that I've even talked about thus far aren't going to happen, <laughs> or they're not going to happen consistently. Our leadership really supports that, encourages that, walks that as well, so they make sure and do all of the things that they're asking everyone else to do. And so there's a lot of buy-in from our team members and our leaders to support those processes. Speaking of upper management, the CEO and so on, are there ways to connect at that level? For example, let's just say someone comes in six months in on the job and they see something that could be done in a very different way that maybe could save a quarter million dollars. What are the different avenues that person could pursue to introduce something that would be maybe disruptive, but could also have uh, huge benefits. Definitely encourage all of our team members, no matter how long they've been with us, you know, to, to offer up their suggestions and ideas. And, and one of the things that is part of our culture is can, using candor. Because sometimes we don't want to hear that the way we're doing things isn't right. I mean, who, who really does? You know, you're doing something for a certain way for a long time, and you think that that's the right way to do it. But that actually is something that we encourage to definitely offer up their ideas, suggestions, improvement. We encourage it and we expect it of anybody that we hire here. And the avenues that we would use, we're pretty open to that. It could be going directly to the managers. Occasionally, it depends on what the scenario is. It makes sense to go up directly to a division president, area president. The avenues are very wide open in terms of bringing up suggestions. Over the past few years, I've seen some incredible changes that have come about just from folks that have come from other organizations or brought in new ideas. You know, the last thing that we would say is we don't want to hear it because we're very, very entrepreneurial in spirit. And so we want to hear if there's a better way of doing something, we want to give it a shot and try to implement that where we can. I think that's one of the things that allows our team members to feel truly engaged and part of this organization because they feel like their ideas are truly heard and they're not just falling on deaf ears. You already mentioned the formal mechanism in terms of meeting with managers, and you talk, you're also talking about a general spirit of openness. I'm just wondering if there are any other formal mechanisms beyond the meeting with managers, like some kind of gestion gathering mechanism or a way to connect directly to upper management. I just want to get a, a sense. I, I don't want to miss anything important. More of a, like a suggestion box idea. Is that kind of the direction you're, you might be going in? Is if there's some sort of formal process for contributing yeah. ideas? Is that yeah. we've implemented something in the past, a little bit more formal, called an OFI, which is an opportunity for improvement, where team members can make a suggestion, and then that suggestion would go to the correct contact or whoever was in charge of that particular area. And I think we still use that somewhat, but I think because we don't try to have too many layers of management, that we really try to allow people to go ahead and talk it over with your manager or maybe submit questions and things like that to the appropriate person. But as far as you know, upper management's involvement, we have, there's lots of exposure for our team. I mean, our, our CEO travels to all the markets on a weekly basis just about to visit with our team members and see how things are going. So you know, he's having you know, direct one-on-one -on -one contact with them. Additionally, all of our leadership 
takes part in our new hire orientation. We call it Weekly 101. And it's a two-day orientation for new folks that join us. And they have an opportunity to hear from David Weekly himself to talk about our culture. And then John Johnson, who's our CEO, he also comes and talks very, very transparently about our results and, and where our company stands and gives folks an opportunity to ask questions. Um, oftentimes, some ideas come up in those meetings as well that they share. So they're very, very accessible and very, very transparent to our team. Okay, thanks. Yeah, that's the kind of thing I was looking for. You talked a little bit about the new hire orientation training. What other types of on-the-job learning opportunities are available? Since we're in home building, we've got some very specific jobs <laughs> that are, yes. are heavily regulated. So we've got the technical training, that side of it, for our sales and builder and warranty folks. But then we also have all of the other types of soft skill training. We have e-learning. We have classroom training, that some of which is taught by internal team members some of which are taught by some companies that we partner, we've partnered with for years that really understand our brand and so it easily comes across in the training workshops. And from every level, every team member that's hired is actually given kind of a training plan. So they would have what courses they would need to take, different people that they would need to meet with. We typically, especially for new folks, we ask that they try to visit with people in different departments or different markets so that they can get a better understanding beyond just what their current job is. So we really encourage that variety. You know, obviously, we want them to learn everything they can about what they need to do in their job, but then we want them to learn how does that piece fit into the, the bigger picture. And are there opportunities for them to take part in courses outside of the company? Yes, podcasts, webinars, conferences, you name it. And each area has their own budget for what they do. And so if a team member comes to them and says, hey, I'd like, I'm interested in learning more about this, um, we would certainly encourage that and support that as well. You know, beyond that, we do for team members that are wanting to send maybe their, their educational background, we offer support around that as well. So that, like a college tuition reimbursement or that type of program? Something along that, yes, correct. And then outside from training programs and tuition assistance, what other benefits do you have available that would be attractive to millennials? We've got a very comprehensive benefits package. So we cover, you know, all, all of the basics that everyone would get. But I think some of the unique things that we offer, we offer a lot of wellness initiatives and wellness incentives. We have co competitions that may, maybe we participate in and from, from competitions all the way down to, you know, providing fruit for everyone during the day. Other things, millennials truly value the work-life balance, but I think they also enjoy spending time with their team members outside of work, but not work-related. So we have lots of intramural sports. A lot of them participate in a variety of different things outside of the office that's unrelated to what we do day in and day out. We offer something that kind of new, but millennials might not necessarily grasp on immediately, but once someone's been with us for the 10-year mark, and we do, we just recently started offering sabbaticals up to six weeks to take time off to do really whatever the team member is 
interested in. So I, we've seen a lot of folks take some really incredible trips and been able to do some work outside of the country even um, on those. So that's been, it's been exciting, and I think that's something that I know also important to them, being able to give back to the community. And we have a lot of outreach opportunities as well. I was personally surprised because I didn't know how many people would actually take advantage of it, but to see, to see how many folks have, it's been really, really exciting. Something else that a lot of millennials uh, care about is making the world a better place. Can you talk a little about that, both in terms of what the company does for profit and also things beyond that? Like I said earlier, I think you know, millennials, they're looking for more than just a place to work at, and I know that, that they have a strong sense of community, and I feel like that that aligns itself very well with our culture. It ties back in with our culture because, as I mentioned earlier, with our, our purpose, we put our team first, then our customers, then our community. But we realize that if we that the community is a huge impact and it's a huge part of who we are. That starts from the top. Um, you know, David Weekly is himself is very involved in many outreach opportunities. And he has afforded that and made that available to our team members. So with what we do each and every day, we're building communities by, by building the homes that are part of those communities. So we're establishing and building communities every single day. But beyond that, we're able to give back to our communities within and abroad. And so I think what what is unique about working here is we're not necessarily tied to one thing that we do. So if we have... We have team members that are actually involved in outreach committees where they can help determine which organizations that they'd like to participate in, and they're actually very heavily involved in implementing and rolling out those types of programs. Probably about a couple of years ago, we did a survey to find out um, what our team members wanted out of outreach, so to go a little bit further beyond just you know, providing them with outreach opportunities, we wanted to find out what do they really want to get out of this. And the strong feedback that we got was not just that we want to give back to the community, but we want to be closely involved with the people that we're impacting. We want to be able to get to know them. We want to be able to talk to them. You know, we want to be involved with them. And so we've really tried hard over the last couple of years to put more emphasis on that, being allowing our team members to take time off from work during the work week if it is, if it's an event that's happening, that they can actually go out and meet the people that they're impacting. And, and so we really try to make sure that you know, it's not about people writing a check for something, but it's really truly about them being able to get to know the people that they're helping directly. Another simple example is just some things that we do here locally in our, our corporate office, a variety of different initiatives where we um, there's one in particular at the soup kitchen called Loaves and Fishes, and the unique part about it is, is it's not as much about serving the food as it is about building relationships with the people that you're serving. It's a unique setup where it's in a home, and, and our team members actually spend more of their time serving the individual and talking with them, getting to know them, spending time with them. And obviously, they're going to get food when they go, but they get a little bit more out of that experience. They really value that. We definitely have a spirit of servant leadership here. It's within everything we do each and every day, but beyond that, when we do the, the outreach opportunities, it's, it's about, again, really connecting and, and making an impact in the lives of, of that, that to us, we find, is probably the most rewarding experience of working here. 
Do you have a sense of what percentage of the company consists of millennials? According to the Fortune article, it's 27%. I was going to say about 35, so that's probably a little higher than, but that would sound about right, yes. Okay. And do you expect that to substantially rise over the next few years, or do you have a sense? I get the sense that it will probably, it will rise. I don't know that substantially, but I would anticipate probably it might go up a little bit higher, around 35%. Do you have any figures regarding retention rates? Actually, I just ran some numbers not too long ago, and I don't have anything carved out for millennials specifically, but we're at our retention hovers around 80 to 82%, somewhere around there. It's very high. <laughs> varies, obviously, by the different types of positions that we have. But, but um, again, I haven't carved out millennials. But you know, I do find that of that 27%, and, and like I said, that those numbers were probably from about a year ago, so it might be around 30 now. There's not a lot of turnover. Okay. And I find when there is, oftentimes those folks want to come back. <laughs> they, you know, Once they've been somewhere else, they don't realize how wonderful it, it is here and what a great, great place to work it is sometimes. Is there anything else regarding what a wonderful place it is to work uh, that you might like to mention that we haven't already covered? And I don't think it's anything special that in, that another other companies don't do, but we do. Like I said, the culture piece is so important to us here, and and there's no magic or rhyme or reason to it. It's just that we take very strong care of that and guard it and protect it because that's the one thing that makes us a little bit different. I think. Here we work very hard, and I think millennials want to work very hard while they're here. But we also know how to have a lot of fun, and we celebrate accordingly. We, we, I guess, work hard, play hard, sort of, and I think and probably a lot of companies do that, too. But I think we do it in a very purposeful way. You know, there's a lot of thought and care that goes, even how we celebrate down to that, you know, making sure that we have things that are, folks are going to enjoy and, and want to participate in. And, and that's what I find fun is when we do have something that's a celebratory event, um, you definitely get the sense when you're walking around that people don't feel like they have to be there, they want to be there. And that, I don't know how you put, how you measure that, but, but you can definitely feel it when you're walking around and talking to folks. Like I said, they really enjoy being around each other, even outside of work. And moving on to maybe looking at ways that millennials can start to prepare themselves to join your company, what are some things that you look for specifically in a resume or experience? A lot of it depends on the different types of positions that we're looking for. But for a lot of our positions, because we offer such great training, if they don't have the specific experience for that particular job, then oftentimes we'll we'll be able to supplement that with the training opportunities. So when we're looking at a resume, let's say, we're looking that there's some consistency, that if they haven't held a lot of jobs, let's say, a lot of positions, maybe what type of involvement they've had in other organizations, what type of community involvement that they've had. We're definitely looking for those things because we do think those things transfer and align themselves with our culture. We'd ask somebody that was applying for a job with our company, I'd ask them, do your homework. You know, learn as much as you can about the company about the industry itself, about the position that they're applying for. That's probably one of the biggest things is when we contact someone after we've received a resume is we want them to know what we, who we are and what we do. It's so simple these days, you know, to go to a website and do the research. We've got a, a website that provides a whole host of information about our products and about our culture and about 
what we believe in and things like that. So at the very minimum, do those types of things. But then I also would encourage somebody who's interested in working here is to go to one of our communities and walk through our, one of our model homes. Talk to the people that work there. Take a look at our product. We want people that believe in what we do and support what we do and are interested in what we do and want them to become as familiar as they can with us. To make sure We want to make sure that they're, they're going to be happy here and so we want to make sure that their values align with ours and the place where they want to work and, and come and make a difference. I would also add that we have a pretty thorough hiring process. So we want to make sure that candidates are prepared if they get to that point that they're prepared because they're going to go through a series of assessments and interviews. And very often they're going to interview with multiple individuals here. So the process can take up to six weeks to get hired on. Um, so it's not one of those where you go and have one interview and then you're hired. We want to get to know you through the process, and we want you to get to know us through that process. Often candidates will be you know, asked to interview with people that they might work with so that they can get a, a very clear understanding of what this job is, what this company is all about. You know, we feel like as we're interviewing the candidate, they should be interviewing us too to make sure that it's a good fit for us and for them. And what tips could you offer a millennial once he or she's hired to enjoy a long and successful career? The, the most important thing is to take advantage of the learning opportunities, be curious and ask questions, and bring your ideas to us. Once they're on board and once they've met some folks, they'll see that we have a variety of different people here, and we have a lot of people that have enjoyed long careers with us. And in those careers, they've held many different roles and worn many different hats. And so really taking advantage of those opportunities, being flexible. We're, we look at ourselves as a learning, learning organization, and so taking advantage of, of those opportunities is extremely important. I often, whenever I'm involved in our orientation, I tell our new team members the number one thing that you need to do is be curious ask questions. Don't accept just the information that you're being told. Dig deeper because we're going to expect you to want you know, to understand that and to oftentimes challenge you know, the way we do things so that we can do it better and more efficiently and that it can be more, more meaningful for everyone too. And how quickly after somebody is hired could they expect to begin taking on some areas of responsibility? fairly quickly. <laughs> we will put them through pretty rigorous training and again it depends on the type of position that they're in. If it's a sales or builder in a build, sales consultant or a builder capacity, they're going to have to go through some pretty pr pretty rigorous training before we're going to allow them to start selling a home, but you know, typically a sales consultant can get through that in 90 days. But it's a lot of information that they're taking in depends on the position. A lot of them can start really making very meaningful contributions fairly quickly. I mean, I would say within, you know, the first, once they've been with us for at least four to six weeks, they can start making some, some significant contributions. I wish I had something magical to say. <laughs> we can go to lots of different companies' websites and, you know, look at their mission statements and they talk about the things that our mission statement talks about. We don't just put it in a handbook and say, you know, here it is or put it on a wall and say, here it is. We actually, we live it out. We talk about it, not just when a team member's hired, but throughout their career with us. And it's brought up in, in everything that we do. It, it's just kind of a part of who we are. That's really the magic in all of it, even though it's not necessarily magical. Not just for millennials, but I think for anyone, 
that David Weekly Homes really offers, it doesn't matter where they're at in their career, I think we've got a lot of opportunities for folks to contribute. And we're always thrilled with the different folks that we bring in because one of the common denominators typically is, is that they, they share the same values we do, but yet the second piece is that they offer so many different perspectives and it's exciting to be able to collaborate with folks that way. Kay, I just want to thank you so much for spending the time with us today, sharing your passion about David Weekly Homes and helping us to understand all of the great opportunities that you have available within the company and its commitment really to the communities that they serve in, as well as to the employees that take part in the organization. So really, truly appreciate all of the information you've shared with us. Well, thank you, Debbie and Hi, very much. Hi, and I thank you for listening to this interview. Please frequently visit our The Millennial Career Playbook website at tmcpb.com as we're always adding new interviews and other content designed to help you find a job or enhance your career. 